1: The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station.
2: Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka.
3: The Max. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. As always on the Max Out Savings Show, our show is about savings and investments, and our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term: to save aggressively and invest conservatively. In and by that we simply mean to put away 10% plus the company match into your retirement plan your 401k plan your 403b your different type of, of company plans it's called income based savings and the beauty of income based savings is is that you save as much as as you're earning and so typically if you have a certain amount of earnings that's what your 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 spend level is and so what you're able to do is is if you're not making a lot of money, you can't save a lot, but you're not spending a lot either. So at retirement, you're not going to need as much money. Whereas if you're making a lot more money, you have to actually save more money. And the interesting thing about it is oftentimes people that are making less money think they don't have a chance. It's almost easier for them to save and build up wealth because they, the Social Security tends to be a little bigger percentage of their income than because of the caps on Social Security, than than, than uh, people in the higher income bracket. So it's actually, in a way, it's easier if you use the income-based savings to develop a good savings plan for retirement, if 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 you're not a real highly paid worker. Uh, and so it's one of the, the the systems that are really working across the board for everyone in the country. Really, not a lot of them are, but but this is one that will work, and it has a a very high level. Of, uh, of success rate, and this is why we always talk about it on our show. We started the show uh, t- over 10 years ago, one of Houston's most popular financial shows, discussing the importance of saving. At that time, the savings rate was zero. Since then, the savings rate has come up. Houston is now the number fourth biggest saving city in the United States. Around 13% is the average savings in a 401k plan. And of all the major cities in the country, the really big ones were number one. Uh you know, our competition really the ones that beat us were San Jose, uh well San Francisco, but that's not a mega city like Houston and Hartford, uh yeah it's in I think it's Hartford, Connecticut. And so Houston gets the savings program. This is a very conservative town. People save money and they build up wealth and and, and so uh, Texas doesn't run up huge deficits like people up in the Northeast do, and uh, it, it's just a different mindset. It, it, it's a conservative savings mindset, so you want to be part of that, and you want to be building up wealth. So if you're not at the 10 percent, now is the, the time to be doing that. Uh, the uh, On the show today, we, we're going to be discussing a lot of what's going on in the world uh, – the the brexit vote uh the the elections uh, how is this affecting savings oil prices gold uh we're we're getting just a lot of a lot of movement in the world here today and, and a lot of things are changing and, and so we're going to be discussing that uh and really what's going on in the world uh, the if you look at the world today it's 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 a it's a very volatile place Uh a couple of weeks ago, Britain decided to leave the the, Euro, the European Union. It's, it's called Brexit, and, and, and what what went on there was a pretty <laughs> simple thing. It was people are fed up uh, with with the uh, business as usual in the world where governments don't seem to pay any attention to the middle class and working people, and and then they go around trying to tell everybody how great things are and and people are fed up we, we we've we've had seven years of really subpar growth globally millions of people have lost their jobs and and it it's also a massive look i think brexit is a much deep bigger deal than anybody realizes and, and for two reasons one of them is is because It really is a repudiation of the European Union, uh, the idea that they could have one Europe where uh, a bureaucrat centrally located in uh, Brussels can start dictating how everybody on the continent can live – uh, and And they can centrally plan the the economy over there, and they can come up with rules and everything from I believe they're outlawing toasters in in europe i mean it is it's one stupid thing after another then their next great idea was to let unlimited immigration into into the into the countries over there and so you have people pouring in from Arab countries from Africa, and you have you have the middle class the working people that are generally frightened for their jobs and their kids' future and and, and the idea of that central planners can run the world has been a communist dream for years. But what a lot of people don't realize is is that the uh, that this just isn't a communist dream. But but uh, you know communism is really more every you, you share the wealth and everybody works together. Central planners this, this you know I think you have communism, you have democracy, and you have central planners. And for all the talk of the American people disliking. Communism. They always have uh, going back to World War II and before that. You know, even in the '30s, they hate, have a hatred of communism. But they dis central planners. I mean, the American people, of all people in the world, have a special hatred for central planners. And yet here we are in the world today, led by the Federal Reserve and, and groups in in, in uh, Europe, thinking that they can become central planners. They can plan out our economy, plan out our world, plan out our living. And, 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 and Brexit was, a, was the first of what's going to be a lot more a rejection of globalism and rejection of central planning out there. Uh, you know, I talked about on the show uh, last couple of weeks, the Europeans worked for hundreds of years to get a European economy, a, a European unit. But this was a dream for hundreds of years and they achieved it and they threw it all away because they didn't feel they were responsible to the population. So so some of the – they're actually saying in Europe now that this is why we can't trust the people to vote. Some people actually want to take away the vote in these countries and go – I guess they're going to go back to the monarchies. Instead of a monarchy, they're going to have a central plan. Look, that's Europeans. They've always been. They love their kings. They love being told what to do. The American people hate that. The Brits are kind of in between. Now, why this is important and why we're talking about it is, is because this vote was very unexpected. And people were shocked by what happened. And and, and the, uh, the pundits, even the big hedge fund guys got it completely wrong. And, and, and people voted. And what really happened there was a lot of people wouldn't say that they wanted to get pulled out of the union. So when they did all the polling, they're kind of telling the pollers what they think everybody wants to hear. The beauty of the, a secret vote, the beauty of a secret vote is you can go in and vote how you really believe. And when it went into that voting booth, people said, look, we're not comfortable with the Europeans in Brussels, bureaucrats telling us how to man, mandate every aspect of our lives. We're not uncomfortable. We're not comfortable with unlimited immigration from everywhere in the world. It it, it And so what happened is, is the Europe, the English are trying to pull, now want to pull out of the European Union. Why this is a big story is because this is a, a tremendously, it's going to cause a slowdown in Europe. This is affecting stock prices in Europe. They plunge down. Uh, the uh, Now, in in the markets here, dropped as well, but they've since come back up and rallied up like there's no problem, but there is. Now, the other big thing that Brexit is out there is this is the start of something. And really, this is the the, the most people, the the second most people the most out of the Europeans, the European Union uh, bureaucrats that are nervous are the bureaucrats in Washington because they realize that people around the world are really upset. And this gives tremendous legitimacy to Donald Trump in his campaign because he's been saying he's been rejecting globalism just like the, the English have rejected globalism, central planning, and, and, and they want fair trade it what this is is a rejection of free trade because the problem we have with free trade is we never got free trade it was free trade for the chinese to come into the united states and basically poach one job after another a manufactured job uh, from from us, but when it came time for us to go to go uh, sell our products in, into the Chinese market, it was like, whoa, 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 you have to have a, a 51% owner. Whoa, 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 there's rules here, there's rules there. Uh, manufacturing people in China have virtually no rules in anything. If you want to come sell into China, you've got to sit there and have special permits, you've got to have all types of things, you've got to have Chinese partners. It was never fair trade. It's been a one-way street. It, it was free trade, which means they could take advantage us have have a program to sit there, remember how many times think about this how many times have you got have have you been listening to over the last seven or eight or a de- last decade and they're talking about China and they would go it is so important for china gr- to grow because they need jobs for for the Chinese people That was so important. Have you ever once heard these commentators on TV uh talk or in the news discuss it's so important for the United States to grow because we need jobs and we need to, we need to grow trade so we can get jobs back here and, and that it, it would, that that was not how it was all put out, oh so we couldn't interfere with China because they desperately needed jobs. Well, what about the American people? What about the middle class and I think this is what Donald Trump is going for he He detected this ahead of most of the other politicians out there. The the, the the tremendous angst and concern of the American people in this country, uh, for for their future and their children's future, and and it's all about jobs in the economy. I mean, David Carville, uh, you know, famously said it's all about it's the economy, stupid. He posted on the wall for Bill Clinton's, president first presidential campaign, it is the economy, stupid. All. Donald Trump realized it's the economy st- stupid. The rest of, you know, we had sixteen other members, and a lot of them didn't even understand it was the economy. And and uh, the closest one was really Ted Cruz, I think. And in and, and so the so the Brexit is a big deal. Don't let people talk you out of it. Now it's a big deal because it's affecting, it's increasing the volatility of global investments, tremendous volatility, and it is also another shot in the in in the kind of the push the global pushback on on globalism that that is basically uh people are tired of it they're tired of losing jobs once donald trump you know you got to say people can say what they want about donald trump but donald trump very shrewdly figured when he he started talking about that Carrier owned by United Technologies air conditioner factory that shut down in Indiana and they're only paying their people $15 an hour to go to Mexico. You know, once you start getting to that level, everyone's job is in danger. And, and this is, and so uh, the reason for this kind of long winded talk here is understand the world is rapidly changing. The Brits just reject, rejected uh, being in the EU. That is a huge earthquake. The American people are rejecting globalism look we 've backed globalism for fifty years, and all of a sudden it's kind of a bridge too far in 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 the 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 globalism army got ahead of their their supplies, the proverbial supplies so to speak, and they're being cut off in in and, and, and so things are changing rapidly you've got a very rapid world uh today and and, and so we're going to talk some more about that in and, and so in, in a world today, you've got uh, gold prices surging up. The $1,375. dollars you got silver exploding higher. you got a lot of things happening. you got oil very volatile. You had the, the S&P broke above 2100 You had the uh, the other markets around the world are collapsing. What's going on out here? Uh, we had uh, the, the S&P 500 hadn't gone anywhere for over 18 months. Uh, and some things are working here, but you've got to understand the world that's happening here today in, in, in sort of position for it. So we're going to be discussing about that. But if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Also, look, we write a lot about this in our Max Out Savings Report. Our most recent one, we talked about Brexit. We, before that, we were talking about the importance of having an ad blocker on your computers. A lot of people don't have that in how it's affecting particularly particularly smartphones and how this video ads are slowing down the internet. We talk about that. We ha- have a lot of interesting things. We talk about how to save money. We talk about back in two thousand seven. We laid out the case for the failure of the investment banks on this show. No one else was doing that in the United States. Very few, very, very, very few people even understood it. We said the investment banks were going to fail. And then we laid out the case why that their balance sheets were destabilized, which is exactly what happened. That's why some top Wall Street strategists get our – free Max Out Savings report, and you should too. Go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free report. Also, if you need some help with your IRA rollover, that's what we do at at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. If you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. One more.
2: The Max Out Savings Show at Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show.
4: Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Larry Levin, and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years. I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit. I'm also the president of Trading Advantage, a leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders. Now, for a limited time, I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make $1.9 million for free. Get started right now by calling 800-288-0092. Leave your email address on my voicemail and I'll email you my free trading technique and my daily insider market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune.
0: I was getting ready to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else because of Larry and his excellent instructors. I can trade successfully for myself and I'll never have to work for someone else again.
4: Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know, you. Again, call in the next 90 minutes and leave your email address on my voicemail. Call 800-288-0092. That's 800-288-0092. 800-288-0092.
2: Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money.
1: The fallout from the massacre of police officers in Dallas. Is there a war on cops? Of course there is. Who's waging that war? Nobody is identifying them. That's the big issue in the United States of America at this time. Who's behind all the hate that would lead people to murder police and think they are doing good? Plus, who did it and more on the next Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays
0: at noon, right before Michael Medved at 2 on AM 1070. The Answer.
2: The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted
3: Gioca. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement, as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. The a uh, couple things we wanted to look at is you know what, what's going on in the world today, and I want to give you some some statistics here of of the some of the performance of different different asset classes. And if you sit and look at it, the the S and P is up over a little four over four percent. It's had a big run the last couple of days. Before that, it was even year to date. It's gone virtually nowhere in eighteen months, and 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 some things. Commodity prices. If you look at commodity prices, it's interesting, the agricultural commodities are generally down, and uh, most of agricultural commodities are down. It, the market's been up a little bit based on a big run recently, but if you look at other markets around the world, they're down. And it, but what are the winners? What's working? And it's number one is silver is up forty four percent. We took a position for that our you know for our clients earlier this year. Gold is another up twenty seven percent. The uh, if uh, treasury bonds the the eight up sixteen percent big winner we've been talking about that a lot here crude oil's is up about ten percent nine ten percent year to date uh, actually West Texas is up eight and a half percent and so what's winning here in the world today are a couple things gold and silver treasury bonds utilities are doing well and uh, some stable demand. That What you're seeing is 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 investors are fleeing to safety, and and they're rushing to safety. They don't know what to do, and they're concerned. And, and, and so when you see investors running to the safety of treasury bonds and gold and silver, that's never a positive situation. Now, our markets aren't doing that bad. Uh, we're up about 4%. We've had a nice rally the last couple of days, which has sort of saved everything, and made it look good for now. Uh, We don't think it's going to last, but that's where we're at right now. Uh, But if we look around the world, a lot of these other markets aren't doing well. Japan is off 25% off the high. Germany's off about 25%. China's down 40%. And so people are flocking to the United States because they're sort of hoping that, hey, things are looking a little bit better here and we have record low interest rates. And so around the world there's a lot of things doing pretty badly right now and there's a lot of fear in the markets and so what you have to do is you want to go where the number one where the money's going and, and get there a little ahead of time and understand where the where the world's going. We have been saying on this show for years now is this is going to break down based on currencies and that's what we're starting to see. The Euro, yeah, the, the British pounds down 14% year to date. Watch the Chinese. The Chinese are going to start depreciating the, their currency they've now thrown in the towel and trying to 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 keep it up and what they 're going to try to do is is they're they're going to try to start depreciating their currency because their economy is in such bad shape that they have to do something they They have massive amounts of debt in their country we We've been talking they've increased the the debt has increased in in the banking system over the last seven, eight years more than the entire debt of the u s and German and Indian banking system combined as they're trying to stabilize their country, and they just can't do it. there's too much debt in the country, and the economy is slowing the the uh, if, if you look at the manufacturing uh, capacity numbers are very low that their, their factories aren't running at full speed, they have to lay people, so they're going to have to depreciate the country. What we have in the world today is remember understand in the world today interest rates long term rates are negative. In Germany, they're negative. In Switzerland, they're negative. In Japan, and we have that. We finally raised rates a quarter of a point. We have what a quarter of a point or point something percent, point three seven percent Fed funds rate. Some of the lowest in history. That's averaged about five percent over the last hundred years or so. Uh, if if you look at if you you have negative rates in you in in going out 10 years in Japan and Switzerland. And I think it's close to that in Germany, which means you get back that you give them $100,000 and 10 years later, they give you back less money. Now, can anybody remember a time in history when the cost of whatever they're doing, their standard of living hasn't gone up in every single 10-year cycle? And the answer is it's never happened. So you're losing money here. And so that's not working. We've got horrible growth rate (laughs) the growth rate in the economy is about two and a half percent. In Germany, uh, Japan, it's close to zero, one to zero. Uh, Europe, one, around one percent. This is with low interest rates. They've done everything. All you can do is stabilize an economy and pull forward some growth uh, in an economy with, with low interest rates, and you can push up asset prices. It hasn't worked. It's not created jobs. It's not created growth. The only thing these central bankers, and remember, when you when you hear Federal Reserve and Central Banker, they've morphed into central planners. 50, 70 years ago, the Federal Reserve, 25 years ago, their job was when things got bad, uh-oh, there's a crisis, there's a recession, they were to step in to protect the banking system of the United States and made sure it had enough capital to function so business didn't slow down. What they've done is is they have morphed into a central planning authority Okay, it, it, under Ben Bernanke in particular and now Janet Yellen. They think they can control the world's economy by adjusting interest rates. They want to be central. Central planners. Okay, now let me tell you, if you study China, if you study Russia, communism sort of should work. It really should. If you look at it, it should work. And by the way, the Chinese and the Russians are very smart people. You know, half the problem with hackers is coming out of Russia because they're such smart people. The Chinese are brilliant people. Go look at all the U.S. colleges that are at the top are Chinese. Why didn't it work? Because it's a failed system. Central planning fails every single time. Yet here we have our central bankers, in particular the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank. They think they can centrally plan the economy. It's not going to happen. It's failing. And what once you to understand is. Is is they're now gonna they're now that's all failed, so they're moving to interest, they're moving to currencies to try to appreciate currencies. It's a race to the bottom globally for currencies now. And this is very good for gold, it's gonna be very good for assets, and eventually, in the end, a currency is gonna fail somewhere. We don't know when it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen sometime in the future. What happened with Brexit last week? Basically, over the two weeks ago, central bankers moved around the world to try to flood the system for money so there would be no contagion or anything like that. And so we have U.S. stock prices hitting all-time highs. Remember, in 2008, after we had some failures and some dangers – some. Shots across the brow in the banking system. The market went up to new highs in two thousand seven. Toward two thousand eight, it hits new highs in there. And you're seeing the same thing here. It's still bad. You still want to be defensive. They're all still trying to depreciate their currency. So something interesting to watch. Uh, give you some ideas. Some of these currencies. The pound has fallen fourteen percent. And so you're, with this, within a couple of weeks, it's just boom, it's gone down. And you're going to see the yen do that. So uh, the, the yuan, the Chinese yuan. And so all of this stuff is very good for gold. It's going to be over the longer term good for real assets because it's going to cause a big inflation. So this is something you want to understand. Right now we're in deflation and they're struggling to get out. The change is going to come when we get a failure of a currency. So something to think about. Uh, the, I, I want to get off. This is a complicated uh, topic. Uh, a couple other things I, I wanted to cover here today is uh, is NUAs. We've been talking a lot about NUAs. A lot of people are, are changing jobs, moving around the oil industry and i want you to understand to make sure you're protecting your company stock. If you have corporate stock uh in your company and you're leaving, you're laid off or whatever, you you can move your stock out out of your company plan. Uh if it, it let's say if it's let's say it Chevron stock. Let's say you've got Chevron stock at fifteen dollars a share. You've owned you worked for the company for twenty years or more. Uh it, the stock is was you bought at fifteen twenty let's say fifteen dollars and now it's a hundred dollars. Well you can take your thousand shares which you bought at fifteen dollars twenty years ago out of your company plan. It, it, once you leave the company you can you can, before you leave you can take the stock out, have them send you send you the stock, and then what you do is is you Pay taxes, ordinary income tax, on $15,000. You now have $100,000 worth of stock in your name that you, you don't have to pay any other taxes except on the 15000 until you sell that stock. Here's the beauty of it. When you sell it, you pay only capital gains tax, which is a lot less, so you've reduced your tax basis tremendously by doing by doing this. Now, here's the important thing. Remember, you can only do this if, if you're... If the stock is still in your company plan, if you've left the company, there's been a layoff, you still have your 401k over there, you can pull that stock out ahead of time. If you roll over your 401k into an IRA rollover and take your company stock with you, you've lost the ability to do the NUA. So make sure that you you take advantage of the NUA tax break before you leave the company and talk to an expert on this. Let's take a call from Tom at 713-339-1070 here in the MaxSouth Savings Show. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ted. How are you? Good, good. You had a question for us.
5: Yeah, you know, listen to your comments about uh, all the money in the world, fly, you know, coming to safety, which is kind of what I've been thinking. It's like, you know, i am kind of been sitting on the sidelines because the whole world is a scary place and sitting on a lot of cash, and it's like, well, what do you do? And um, you look at the market, I mean, it's gone up, which is a little surprising to me, and – uh you know, like you mentioned, gold is up, and I certainly, the bond market is extremely scary now with these yields. So it's like, okay, so all the money's flying to safety, and uh, I guess the contrarian in me would suggest, well, if I was to try to put money to work now, you know, follow the crowd to safety, but it may be a little bit too late. So again, the contrarian in me would suggest some of these markets, whether they're overseas or maybe they're sectors in the U.S. that have been beaten down, is that something that we should be doing? Should we follow the crowd to safety or should we keep our money in cash and sit on the sidelines until it shakes out?
3: But yeah, that's a good question. Look, a couple things. When it comes to the gold and silver, silver's had a big run for now. Maybe it consolidates. Look, I think this moving gold and silver is the real deal uh, this is a currency issue around the world, and people are getting more and more nervous with and, and I think there's going to be some type of currency crisis. The other thing is if you look at some of the guys putting money into gold right now it 's basically the shrewdest, wealthiest investors in the world are moving i mean and, and that's not an advertisement if you you study these people the they're moving. Money into that, and these guys tend not to move money in for a twenty percent move like that and and so I think you 're going to see a a, a a failure of a currency or something look i think it's it's getting a little uh, long in the day for the, for the particularly the 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 long term government u s bonds uh, I think you've got to be real careful we 're holding them in here now we've got Big profits but we're we're trying not to really I really not put new money in there right now
5: oh yeah that bond market is scary right now uh, I, I can't even imagine wanting to put more money in that right now
3: <laughs> yeah no, it, it's difficult the other uh, we're starting to look around a couple things we're looking at we're looking at some of the uh, the the, the uh, agricultural sector which is pretty beaten up in here it, with the thinking is with some of these currency problems that could and if you get some droughts around the world. You could see a spike in in, in, in commodity prices, in and, and particularly if some currency collapses, you could you could see that type of thing happening, uh, it, because if there is problems, it tends to hit the farmers pretty bad in those countries, and and, and they and they 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 can't produce as much. So that's one sector we're looking at. Uh, we're looking at some of the medical sector with some of this. Some of them are just completely bombed out right in here. We're trying to find those names now, in. And we're trying to see what the the turn is. And the other thing is, if we get a big currency crisis, then we're going to move into that country to take advantage of the crisis, but we're just not there yet. So so where we are right now is utilities. We're in gold and silver. We're in treasuries. I'd move to the shorter-term treasuries just for some kind of some parking money near-term. and. And on a pullback, emerging – if you get some collapses in the currencies, you look in emerging markets. Uh, but – it and the other thing you want to look out for, Tom, do we get the dollar wave where a massive amount of – and is this the possible start of it, of just money starts pouring into the United States because it becomes panic-stricken elsewhere in the world? That is a possibility and that might be what we're seeing now and we're trying to gauge that right now. But there's there's a lot of things that are just too expensive and – and I think utilities are, are, are pretty richly priced here. Uh, we're looking for some util- – the ones I like are something like a center point, a potential takeover target. Uh, they also own the power lines, which is a much more valuable asset, and they own natural gas. Uh, those That's some of the thinking we're looking at now.
5: Is that something like uh, center point too?
3: Yeah, yeah c- center point, yeah. Uh, and uh, that, they, they – I, I think someone eventually comes after them. It's a local company. Look, uh, looking. Some of the MLPs are still cheap, but you've got to you've got to look and see. Do these people actually have a gross? There, there's too many of these MLPs that that are based on pipelines that 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 the that the, uh, that the uh, fields are really no longer. They're just marginally economic, and, and I, I I think they're going to have a hard time paying off debt and getting things going. You want to own the the assets that are long term stable assets, the 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 pipelines that move things across the United States, not just gather gas or oil in a field.
5: Right. You mentioned commodities. Of course, we live in Houston, Texas here, and I myself worked in the oil and gas business. So what about it? You know, energy, oil and gas, to me, that's a commodity and it has been beaten up at some point. Uh, does that look attractive to us? Or, uh, again, that's kind of a scary
3: Scary sector too. Yeah, look, if you're going to invest in the all sector, you got to figure all's going to hold between. I, I've been saying 43 and 53. It, it was 50 dollars five or six, six, seven days ago. It's at 45 right now. I think it maybe goes to 43, maybe 40. As Imagine. long as it can stay between 40, say 43, 40 and 53 you there's companies that are going to make money in that sector. And so that's where you want to be. Uh, I don't, I'm not seeing 60, $70 in, uh, and, and what worries me about oil is I don't trust the Chinese buying of oil. I, I, I think this has been somewhat of it. I think they're, I think they're, They believe there's tremendous value in pushing oil prices up to stabilize the emerging market that they do a lot of business on. I think they've been stockpiling oil. I think they're running out of storage, and and they're now starting to export massive amounts of gasoline, and that's hurting the, the, the crack spread here in the United States, which is just the margin you make on your refining. So I'd be a little careful near term of the refiners.
5: You mentioned, you know, the maybe if we have a currency crisis and the effect on commodities, uh, any specific comment? If we had a, commer- a, a currency crisis, uh, what the effect on oil and gas would be? Would it be like other commodities mm-hmm. or would it be more susceptible to these other issues, like you say, the Chinese? And uh, yeah,
3: I, th- I think it, Look, the, if, if you look at, at the, the oil track, has until recently, has done a remarkable job of tracking the dollar, which means the dollar would go up, which means oil prices, that could cause a crack. Could go. Down. I, I I'm not looking for twenty seven dollars. There's just too much drop in production out there right now. Production is dropping. But uh, yeah, if if we if we have a currency crisis, that's going to cause oil to drop some.
5: Oh, really? Okay, interesting.
3: Yeah, that that's why I I think oil's really the forty three to fifty three has been my my area. I mean, I think I'd probably move it down to forty based on how quick oil fell in the last couple of days. Then, yeah, but but I think it's going to hold. But but Tom, remember. A lot of companies make good money at forty-five dollars on oil, uh-huh. and, and and so you know they've cut their costs back. They've reduced their spending. They've, they've reduced, uh, we're seeing numbers that they've reduced the cost of drilling these wells thirty percent, and, and and so you know most oil companies were really running numbers when oil was at a hundred at seventy, and if they can reduce the cost seventy, they can make money. Some fields aren't aren't profitable, in. And so that, that's what you've got to watch out for. You want to stay right now after the big run in oil co- prices. Remember this. You want to stay away from oil companies that have had run up big debt because they've had big recoveries. Those guys are going to take a lot longer to, to recover. The guys with low debt can now make more money and then can probably make some moves with some purchases to grow their company for the next 10 years.
5: Okay. Well, great comments there. I was curious to see what you had to say
3: about some of those things. So thanks so much. Excellent questions, Tom. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Bye now. Bye. Tom uh, comment, good, good questions. Uh, you got a question or comment? We're live here in Houston, Texas, 713-339-1070. If you haven't gone to the website, go to the website, sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com.
2: The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted
1: Gioka will return after these messages. Psst, hey, yeah, you. Listen, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Now, you're going to be hearing announcements about Dinesh D'Souza coming to Houston Baptist University Tuesday, August 23rd. We're going to have the tickets available online. There's going to be general admission for $25 and backstage VIP tickets for $75. We get a chance to meet Dinesh D'Souza, have a little food, have a little drink. However, we can give you those tickets at $50 each for a short time only. Then it'll go back to the $75 price online and even more at the door. Go to our website, am1070theanswer.com, click on the banner announcing Dinesh D'Souza coming to HBU. Select how many tickets you wish to purchase. You'll see a promo code box there. Type in SAM and you'll get the VIP tickets for only $50. 50 smackeroonies. This is a VIP deal only and it won't last long. Get your tickets today and we'll see you with Dinesh D'Souza Tuesday, August the 23rd at HBU with AM1070 The Answer.
3: The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Hi, this is Nikita from the band Everfound. And if this sounds like something you could use, visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place where you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Visit online at ChristianRadio.com or download the free mobile app today. ChristianRadio.com
2: Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good cranes specialized haulers bucket and digger trucks when they're not working you're losing ground and money south coast hydraulics can monitor service and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working south coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications tool or press systems complete manufacturing lines when you think hydraulics think south coast hydraulics schydraulics.com a rabbi a priest and a pastor on a radio show no, it's not a joke. It's a show of faith. Heard every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. Listen each week as Rabbi Stuart Federer, Reverend David Capes, and Father Mario Arroyo violate the laws of social graces intentionally, discussing both politics and religion. Call in and join the discussion. A show of faith. Good-hearted interfaith communication Sundays at 7 p.m. on AM 1070, The Answer. We return now to the Max Out Saving Show. Here's Ted Gioka.
3: Morning. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas. If you got a question or a comment? Give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. We'll be happy to answer your questions about the markets, about your IRA. Uh be free to uh give us a call. We got Chuck on the line. Hello, Chuck. Chuck, how you doing?
6: You no, know, uh, Great. I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, You know, I I know that China is under a lot of duress. I saw an article in the Chronicle today about how their uh, government officials are trying to limit uh, wage hikes and maybe roll them back to uh, because they they know that a lot of companies are leaving China because of uh, wage increases there and relocating elsewhere. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, how do you Let's say they do make a surprise or a substantial devaluation. How do you think that will unfold in the markets?
3: Boy, that, that's a great question. Uh, a couple things. It's going to export a lot of deflation around the world. And, and, and what they would do is is to, they would do that to, to be more competitive with other countries. If they did that, I think it would be – it would be negative for oil prices. It would be negative for a lot of commodity prices as well. It won't be negative for gold or silver. and um, Because remember, it, there's a huge amount of money in China. So if you're a Chinese person, you're going, hmm, this isn't looking good. They're going to devalue. I need to buy some type of – I need to either, A, get my money out of the country, which is getting harder, or I buy gold or silver, which I know will hold the value. So so those type of metals will do well The the oil in some of the industrial commodities could drop because China has to pay for those commodities. And if they drop 10%, that means they have 10% less money. It won't be a direct correlation, but it, you could see you could see maybe a 5 6% drop in oil prices. I see. You so, know, there was an
6: article, I don't know if it was in a journal yesterday or some other paper about Japanese investors buying gold and storing it in uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you, you you read all these telltales you know, supporting what you're saying is there's a big move of money into uh, the precious metals.
3: Yeah, I I really think this this thing is for real. There, I mean, I I don't think it's it's over with at all yet, and and uh, it's uh, you're you're gonna see. There's just too many things happening, and these currencies are really the key. And Chuck, remember. Once we get to the zero bound of interest rates, we're there and they're using negative rates. Once you're at that level, you can't really do anything more. And after seven years, we've seen it hasn't done much for the economy. So the alternative is, is of course, helicopter money or, or fiscal spending, which they're going to try to do. But the uh, the a lot of these guys can't do that and they're going to have to cut their uh, currencies.
6: I guess on the helicopter money, what you're talking about is government's ramping up infrastructure spending and other – Government spending programs, and then the Fed, other special countries, just buys the debt, so it doesn't really tax the uh, financial markets.
3: Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I, I'm a huge critic of the Fed and stuff, but it, and I don't, uh, but I do think. We we can do some infrastructure spending because at least if you go back to the depression, you know you, you look around the country. Go look when half the courthouses in Texas were built. A lot of them were built in the 30s. A lot of the bridges, a lot of the infrastructure, roads and stuff. So a hundred years later, you still have something. And this just giving people money to spend. It, it, you know, you you get a, a sugar stimulus that lasts a month or two, and you're back into the problem. So. If Trump gets in, I think one look the guy's a builder, he understands infrastructure, so you figure he's going to do infrastructure spending china has has built infrastructure spending for the last probably fifteen years over there they're running out of stuff to do, and their economy's teetering on collapse so thank here it could help a little bit
6: yeah, thank you very much
3: sure thing, so yeah, that's a question on what's going to happen if if the Chinese devalue. It will export deflation and make it harder for other countries to e- import into China, too, which is going to hurt markets around the world. And I think you're starting to see it happen a little bit. Uh, the – where else do we want to go? The couple things I wanted to just <laughs> touch base on. The NUA's uh, – This is net unrealized, appreciated stock. We're getting a lot of people leaving, changing jobs, retiring right now. And I want you to understand if you have company stock with a low cost basis, there's a few things to to do to take it. If you'd like to take advantage of the NUA uh, tax strategy, which is simply a way you take that money out of your plan. If you have $20,000, if you own a thousand shares of Chevron, you've worked there for for 20 years, 20, 25 years, in a thousand of your shares of Chevron you bought it, let's say $20, and it's now worth 100 You can sit there and take 1,000 shares out of your 401k plan. I want to emphasize 401k plan. Move it to your other plan. Move it into an account with your name. Take it out of the company. The IRS says, well, look, you have $20,000 with income. You said, yes, I do. You pay the taxes on the 20000 Now you have a thousand shares of chevron, your cost basis is twenty dollars. When you sell it, you have to pay taxes on eighty thousand dollar gain, but you only pay it on capital gain taxes. Whereas if you moved it to your IRA rollover, you took a hundred thousand dollars worth of you sold a thousand chevron there, you took the hundred thousand out, you pay taxes on a hundred thousand at ordinary income. So what we do with an NUA is we pay uh, in this case, you're, you're, it's twenty percent is is the cost basis. You pay ordinary income tax on twenty percent at the high rate, but you pay the low rate on your other eighty percent. A couple couple things you got to understand with this: you can't do this once you roll over your money into an uh, IRA rollover. So so understand that. So don't roll over your stock, your company stock, into the IRA until you talk to people about it ahead of time. And it it only works on the stock in the in the uh, Uh, you can use some of it. Now, for instance, if you have Chevron at $20, at $40, at $60, you can keep your, your $40 and $60 stock and roll it over. You can take your $20 stock and pull it out of your 401k plan. But here's the key. You have to roll everything over once you're done. You have to do your IRA rollover, uh, in order to, to take your plan to zero to get the NUA, but so understand it's a little complicated. Uh, we'll we'll work with you on this issue, but just understand if you're leaving the company, take a look at that company stock. If it's if it's some very low cost basis, you might want to take it out to take advantage of the uh, the, of the NUA tax break. It's called net unre- unappreciated, uh, unrealized appreciation stock NUA. And uh, let me see here uh, the, the if you're under 59 and a half, you have to take the stock out. You still might have that distribution penalty, but oftentimes if it's low-cost basis, remember that. Now, by the way, a couple of things. when you, If you sell stock in your plan, if you want to sell some stock, don't sell your low-cost basis stock. Sell your high-cost basis stock in your company plan if you just want to reduce some of your holdings. So in the future when you retire... You can use your low-cost stock as NUA and take it out of your plan. It, that's a huge tax break. So understand and manage your 401k plan for that program. Now, if you have any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. It, we had a very good uh, employment number come out this week. Uh came out 287,000 jobs. The... The household survey number, which is kind of a companion number, only came up with 67,000 jobs. The household survey tends to be a lot more accurate. And and, and what what I really think, remember we had a horrible number the month before, and now we have a, a really good number. It's coincidentally right before the Federal Reserve was going to raise rates, they have a horrible number. And now that the feds decided not to raise rates, they have a great number. So understand what these employment numbers look we're we're right in the, in the presidential cycle right now, and whoever's president, Republican or Democrat, they're going to make it seem like the economy's doing just great. So you can bet they're on the phone to their statisticians at the Bureau of Labor, making sure that the numbers look good. Well, oh, Bob, I don't think these numbers look correct here. You really guys really need to make some adjustments. Clearly, this economy's better better than, they're, they're, than, than your numbers came in, because – The Bureau of Labor is going to be under huge pressure to make sure that the economic numbers look good going into the presidential election. November – no one cares about, about October and November and December numbers. It's going to be July, August, September are going to decide the election. It's it. Remember the September numbers come out in October. By then, people are going to have made their decision. So you're going to see all types of news. How great this economy is coming up. Take this with a grain of salt and understand it's a you know political year. Look, I really think I think between the Brexit, between the the election, look, I, I I a lot of smart people go back and forth. They've assured me that Hillary's going to win. Other smart people have assured me that Trump is going to win. Uh, I think this is really up in the air right now. Personally, I think Trump is going to win. I think he's going to win by a reasonably good amount. Uh, But it's very unsure right now. And and no one really is sure what's going to happen. You're going to go into the Democratic convention. You got look, Hillary Clinton's under huge pressure from the Sanders camp. I mean, you know, if they if the Sanders camp their way had their way, Hillary Clinton would get up there and say she's going to nationalize Wall Street. I'm not sure that's a bad idea the way they've carried on, but if that happens, you know, they're going to try to sound as populous as possible. And so that's not going to be good for Wall Street. Donald Trump's pretty tough. He's talking tough on on, on free trade. He's talking tough on globalism. There's a lot of pushback from globalism. Remember what happened with the Brexit. In the, a couple of the big papers like the UK Telegraph and some very, very shrewd people came out for Brexit but uh there was a there's a huge camp of people claiming that if Brexit happened the whole British economy was going to collapse. You're going to hear the same thing. If Donald Trump gets in there global trade is going to collapse the world's going to come to an end. But there's there's a huge contingent of people in Washington entrenched in power that are terrified of Donald Trump. At least Hillary they sort of know what they get. Donald Trump's kind of a tough guy. He he built his you know one of the, his shows was uh what was that show called Ryan his Donald Trump's you know he's you're fired. Remember that? The Apprentice. Yeah, The Apprentice. His big thing was you're fired. Well, you know, these guys, they don't want to get fired. They're in power up there. And so they're all going to make it sound like Donald Trump's the worst guy in the world. He's going to start a nuclear war. He's going to collapse the world's economy. They said the same thing about Ronald Reagan. And so but understand, we're going to see a lot of stuff happening. You know, the Democrats are going to say they're going to take over Wall Street or whatever. And uh, Donald, you know, Donald Trump, they're going to make it sound like he's going to sit there and, Freeze, stop world traders, and cause nuclear war. So, a lot of up and down, a lot of uncertainty hitting this market. a Crisis in Europe with Brexit. This is a huge. Do you realize? Uh, let me tell you, the leaders of of a number of the parties in 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 Britain after this have happened have re, ha, have resigned, or they were going to run for. They thought people thought they were going to be the shoe in if they won. These people, Boris Johnson, people they're all they're resigning. Cameron resigned. Boris Johnson said, "I'm not running." tremendous upheaval in Britain and you're seeing tr- the Europeans they don't know what to do if they talk tough and kick the Euro- the the Brits out of the out of the EU and say you're not going to ever trade again the Brits will open up their own little fr- European Union themselves and then maybe ask France or some of these other countries to join their little Trading pow wow. And and you could see the complete breakup of the thing. And there's problems between uh the, the Germans that are doing very well and the Italians and the Spanish that are really in trouble. There's look, this week last week, one of the things you're gonna Deutsche Bank is bidding hitting new lows every single over the last couple of weeks. There's rumors that Deutsche Bank, you know, people are concerned about it. the the Italians have to do a bailout over there, and, and and the Europeans have said, no, you can't bail out the bondholders, so the prime minister got mad and said, well, look, why don't you take a look at Deutsche Bank? Their problems are 100 times worse than ours. They have all types of problems over there. So actually, the United States looks like a pretty good place to be no matter what happens. China is collapsing in a, a in a, a, a fiscal infrastructure debt bubble that's imploding over there, The the, the Europeans don't know what the heck to do. They're a complete mess. The United States isn't a bad place to be. And that's why we're fortunate to be here. So, but understand kind of a long-winded explanation of why we're going to see a lot of volatility in the world. You're going to see more problems out of China. You're going to see a, uh, a devaluation. Get ready for it. You're going to see more problems out of Europe. So this is a good place to be. That's why our markets are doing much better than other places. The United States is always a great place to be. But if you need some help, Go to the website, it's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. And if you need some help with your 401k plan, you have questions on the NUA, you can set up a meeting with me on the website. Just go to or request a meeting. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. There's a lot of stuff to help you out. Sign up for that free newsletter. It's maxoutsavings.com. We want to help you out. Now, hope everyone has a great weekend. And remember the motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. We'll see you next week in the Max Out Savings Show. Calling out
6: the X, it sounds like promises.
3: This
2: has been the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The Answer.